This is the TJ Show. I can't help but be fascinated by this story about Austin Butler. People online is reporting that he seems to be stuck in his Elvis accent, Mm -hmm. you know, because he played Elvis Presley in a movie. Right. And won awards for it. It was an incredible performance. They're reporting that he had to hire a dialect coach to help him shake off his Elvis Presley impression. And, you know, to me, that seems like a really big problem for an actor. It almost seems hard to believe. Like, he gets stuck in an accent of a character? Well, some actors take on method acting, and I think Austin maybe took it a little too far. I know. I've heard about that before, like with Christian Bale, right? He really becomes the character. But I'm worried for him. I mean, this is a really great actor. Mm -hmm. How is this going to affect his future roles? Uh, I don't think you have to worry there, TJ. I can play any role. Whoa! Is that, wait, Austin? That's right. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm a method actor. I can take on any role. And look, he sounds like like Elvis. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Okay, so Austin, like what happens if you get cast in a Jurassic Park movie? Like, how are you going to do that as Elvis? Easy, TJ. There's a dinosaur. Whoa. Please don't eat me. Whoa. There's a dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, please Please don't don't eat me. me. That sounds pretty good. There's a dinosaur. Yeah. Oh, I hope you don't don't eat eat him. I'm going to run. That's pretty good, that Jay. <laughs> I like that. Really That's good. good. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Okay, well, well, let's say you get cast in Batman. Well, I mean, Batman yeah. doesn't sound like Elvis yeah, at all. I, I, I can't imagine that. Absolutely. I'm a misunderstood billionaire. I do my crime fighting at night. I dress like a bat, and I fight the penguin all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Still sound a little bit like Elvis, though, so maybe you can't shake oh. it off. Well, J-Bo, I think you got to clean out your ears. <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm sorry, Austin. My bad. I'm really impressed. You know, I think maybe Batman needed a little bit of an Elvis flair on I don't it. know. I, I, that Elvis is still there, though. Okay. I don't know if Austin can shake it. This is going to be a tough one. If, if Austin gets, let's say, the Barbie movie, right? That right. was very successful. What if they make a Barbie movie, too? And maybe you get cast as Ken. Oh, I can definitely play Ken. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, take my little doll shirt off, put me on the beach. Oh, yeah. That I works. said, I'll take my little doll shirt off and put me on the beach. Hey, Ken. <laughs> That's right. I'm a plastic doll and I love my Barbie. Put me on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know what? I was wrong to worry. You are a professional actor. and That's you've right. Got, you've got it down. I don't know, yo. I'm still very much worried. I can't imagine... Ken sounding like Elvis. I was worried about him too, but let, listen to that. That's brilliant cinematic excellence. I can even do accents. Uh, here's my British accent. Uh, wouldn't you like to join me for a spot of tea? Cheerio. Elvis, you see? I don't know. I don't know. I still <laughs> hear Elvis. Gonna be, it's going to be tough. Uh, well, thank you, Austin. Oh, thank you very much. Now, of course, if you're a big news agency listening to this, I just want to point out that that's not Austin. Butler. That, are, you, are you sure about that? That's producer Kenny. Oh. That's a knockoff. So, <laughs> now, don't report on any of those quotes. I don't know how Austin actually feels about getting cast in Jurassic Park. Now, I'm you, got, fine with you can't be too careful today. Can't have fun anymore. Yeah. So, uh, Kenny. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello there. <laughs> this is the TJ Show. I'm so excited to welcome back to the program Lena. She's a licensed counselor from Haven of Light in St. Louis. You were living in St. Louis for a lot of years, I J-Mo. was, yeah. Lena, yeah. welcome to the show. 
Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, of course. We've had you on the show a couple of times. I always love chatting with you because you're talking to people, you're counseling them through all kinds of trials that they may be going through. And what do you feel, or is there even a common thread at this time of year? It's still sort of the beginning of the new year. And is there any common theme you tend to see with your clients? Absolutely. So like you said, it's the new year. Everyone's like, you know, new year, new me. What do I need to do to um, be the best me or get to a better me? And so, of course, Wait, they start- let me pause you there. Hold on. So yeah. when people come in, you hear that all the time. It's a new year. It's a new yeah. me. I see the memes everywhere yeah. too. So do people know what was wrong with them last year or do they just feel like there's something that could be better and they don't quite know what it is. So they're bringing that up to you. So a lot of people do come in like, I know exactly what the problem is. It makes my job a lot easier, a isn't, lot more easy. Isn't that so fun with therapists? I imagine that's got to be the best kind of client when they come yes. in and they tell you the problem, then they go, and here's the solution. And then right. all you say is, okay, we'll do that. Right. Yes. And then I do this head now, like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so they come in with like new year, new me. A lot of times they're starting so many things at one time. So I want to heal. I'm starting therapy. I'm starting a gym membership. I'm I'm going to eat right. I'm going to budget my money. All these things at one time. And oftentimes I'm like, now by the mid-January, probably up till now, you probably have quit some of the things. So I'm like, what one thing can we focus on today um, that we can stay consistent with before we add a billion other things to our list. And so um, that's the biggest thing that I hear when we talk about like New Year's and just like the common theme is New Year, new me. I'm ready just to like wipe the old me away and get to this new person. Well, and I bet there's a lot of cool things about the quote old me. And it's a matter of that balance that you're suggesting. I mean, how silly would it be if Kenny decided one day he wants to lift 500 pounds Mm -hmm. and he went into the gym and he started with 500 pounds. How in the world would that go? I mean, I'm sure you've seen many times, does it ever work out? No, it doesn't. And uh, how would you feel if in the middle of one of your counseling sessions, someone started making Arnold Schwarzenegger sounds? Oh, I want to lift 500 pounds. (laughs) Lena, help me get there. Would you kick them out? (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I think I'll play along. Okay. <laughs> but you know what, Lena? I've been there. I remember going to counseling and I was like, I'm doing this this year. I'm doing that this year. And my counselor yeah. was like, whoa, hold on a minute. You're going to quit in like two weeks. And it wasn't her being discouraging. It was her being realistic. Yeah. Like, we need to start somewhere. We need to find some kind of balance. Absolutely. Balance is important. And I normally just give a suggestion. What is one thing, one small thing that you want to Um, start with and stay consistent with for 21 to 22 days. Um, I really find that just finding one small thing, like someone was like, I want to lose weight. So I'm going to start this diet. I'm not eating any chips. I'm not drinking this. I'm not doing it. And I'm like, okay, that sounds amazing. However, will you stick with it? Have you done this before? And how has that worked for you? And they were like, well, I pretty much quit. I was like, absolutely. So what if we started with one thing and just said, for these two weeks, I'm not going to drink any um, sodas or juices. I'm just going to replace them with water. Okay. Let's just focus on that and just accomplish that one goal. And then let's move forward. And then you still get so, to eat cake for a little longer, which yeah, I love. You know, you don't quit. Uh, you don't quit a little at a time. Kenny, you've expressed interest in therapy. Yeah, yeah, I've been in therapy in the past, but I, I've, I haven't for a long time. Now, I know that this is putting you on the spot. Lena, <laughs> I apologize for doing this to Kenny because I know this is unprofessional, but can you just tell her whatever problems you're having? Can you just give her one? And can we listen in? Sure, well, I, I'm addicted to nicotine. 
and I would like to quit vaping. I vape. Ah, see, we were all laughing and having a great time. You went time. serious on us. And now there's a serious question. I'm glad you brought it up. It's the first thing that came to mind. So obviously he's thinking about it. Lena, I'm sure you've heard this question before, and I'm sure people come to you and they feel like, oh, I don't know how to quit this habit or addiction, whatever it may be, whether it's something like vaping, cigarettes, alcohol, maybe it's marijuana, maybe it's something even more than that. What do you tell people who feel like they don't have a way out? So one thing that I, before I start to give advice, I ask questions. And a lot of times our addictions are linked to anxiety. What I find with people who are addicted to like nicotine or cigarettes or vaping, things like that, usually it stems from being nervous or some sort of uh, intrusive thoughts or overwhelming thoughts. And usually that is like a oral fixation um, to calm down their anxiety, um, kind of like a baby using a pacifier in a sense to self-soothe. Wait, wait, and so a lot of times- Did you just Kenny, call Kenny a baby? <laughs> You're a baby with a pacifier. <laughs> Now, I know you don't, you don't normally get to make fun of people in your therapy sessions, but this is different. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the radio. This is a safe place, Lena. Safe place. Yeah, if you I'm want to sorry. make fun of him too, you're welcome to do it. No, 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 keep going. You're saying great stuff. I love this. So absolutely. So it's a way to self-soothe. And so a lot of times, even if it's not necessarily vaping or nicotine, things like that, we can talk about food addictions. Any type of addiction is usually kind of... Um, uh, triggered through an anxiety or intrusive thought or high stressful situations. You got me and there because so, I love me some Oreos. She's on the money oh, with me. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I and like even smoking me, Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we all got problems. <laughs> we all have problems. Absolutely. So I normally start off with questions like, um, when do you normally find yourself craving those habits? What are the thoughts that run through your mind? Because I want to get to the root. Now we can always just say, Wait, just stop. can you answer that? Well, I think she's on the money with what she said earlier. It's anxiety. So you feel nervous. I feel anxious and nervous. I, I generally am neurotic. Like my, my mind generally runs like at 100 miles an hour. So yeah. it's like it, w that little puff of the vape calms me down. So Lena, what is the first step to get to that goal of stopping? Well, uh, like the first step, a lot of people hear this and I think some people make fun of this phrase, but it's true. Um, first, it's admitting that you have a problem admitting that this is a problem for you. And so that first step after admitting like, hey, I think this is a problem. This is something I want to change. We really want to get to the thoughts that uh, fuel the behavior. And so thinking about like, okay, when I feel stress, what are some areas that I feel stressed and how can I turn to different alternatives when I am stressed? And really challenging those thoughts. What are the thoughts? Well, the thoughts may be um, this person is thinking um, bad thoughts about me. Well, how do you know? I don't know. If they are thinking of bad things about you, does it change anything about your uh, environment? Well, no, it doesn't. So am I really anxious anymore? Not really. Mm -hmm. So really just kind of calming yourself by doing self-talk, positive self-talk. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Um, maybe I just need to get some fresh air, things of that nature. Kenny, can you tell yourself that you're awesome? Yeah. I am awesome. Use your name. Yes, you are. I'm you awesome, are. Kenny. <laughs> Good. So, Lena, if Kenny can get through those first couple steps, can I give him your phone number to call you for round three? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Lena, it's such a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you for being a part of our show. I love talking. I don't want to hang up with you. But, uh, all right. It's so good. TJ, you're always calling out Kenny. Won't you share one of your problems? No. I mean, I can share some for you if you no. want, on your what? behalf. Are you serious? <laughs> really? I've been writing them down. Oh, okay. Listen, Lena, stay right there. We'll be back. I'll think of a problem to run by you. Hang on for another minute, okay? All right. More with Lena on the way. This is the TJ Show.
This is the TJ Show. I'm so grateful that we have this time with our friend Lena. She's a licensed counselor from Haven Alight in St. Louis. Hey, Lena. Hello. Thanks for being on our show today. And thanks for just a few moments ago, I, I put Kenny on the spot a little bit. I said, hey, tell me what's wrong and <laughs> run it by Lena. And then you did immediately. The first thing that came to mind was you don't like that you're addicted to vaping. No, I don't. And so then as we finish that up, Jabo puts me on the spot and says, well, uh-huh. if you're going to put Kenny on the spot, you better put yourself. And That's I'm like, what right. do you mean? I didn't get, why would I have to do it What's now? wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to bring my wife, Jess, into this phone call, oh. if you don't mind. Um, Lena, I'd like to introduce you because the only reason that I go to see my therapist is because of my wife, Jess. She recommended it a while back and I did it for her, but now I find that I like it. That's awesome. Hey, Jess, you there? Yeah, hi. Hey, meet Lena. Hi, Jess. How are you? (laughs) Good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Great. Well, go ahead. The only reason why I consider going to therapy is because of you. So throw whatever, it's any topic you want, throw it out to Lena and we'll see what she says. Well, first of all, TJ, I don't think you're some like wild case. I just think everybody can benefit from therapy, 100%. I'm in the everybody category. You're in the everybody category. It's not an insult. Um, Well, I guess, sure. Something came up the other day. We were at the gym together and we just had to like check in. And I happened to have to check in all of our kids, three kids. So, you know, it takes a little bit more time. And then TJ like decides to take out his calculator and calculate how much of my life is spent checking in children and myself to the gym. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and he's like, that's such a waste of time. Why do you do that? And I'm like, because I want to go to the gym and it's well, worth it. But Lena, what I was trying to say was, okay, so I calculated it. It was seven seconds a day. She goes for like 50 weeks of the year, six days a week after I broke everything down. She's spending 35 minutes checking into the gym with this somewhat broken system of scanning a barcode. I'm like, why can't the gym either either give one barcode for the family or just walk in? Like you pay for the gym. You're there. You're not, you're not hurting anyone. I, don't, I didn't know that was a problem. I just thought that was trying to save some time. And so just how that make you feel? Hey. Well, it's, <laughs> all right, fine. I mean, Jess, go ahead. How did it make you feel? If you think it's a broken system, then get a job at a gym and fix that system. But like there's just technicalities. You can't just walk into a gym and just like float in because they need to know who is here in case of emergency and especially when you're dealing with children, they need individual children to be checked in or not to know exactly who's here. It's a safety thing and I totally get it. But he just kept talking about it and I was like it's 35 minutes of my life well spent because going to the gym is an investment that is well spent. I also drive to the gym. You want to calculate that? I also put tight pants on. You want to calculate that? <laughs> like we could just calculate all of our lives all and right, never Lena, do anything because it Jess, takes too much time. Jess has said quite enough. And uh, Lena, <laughs> I think you've got something to say. Absolutely. So I totally agree with Jess. What? Um, it, it, You're yes, not um, allowed uh, to do Jess, that in look, therapy. Uh, uh, TJ, you asked Lena like, for her input. Don't cut my session because of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I think I agree with her. Sometimes um, the sacrifice is worth the satisfaction of what you get from putting in the work. And so 35 minutes out of a year to check in the kids. Yes, they could come up with a better system. And I do agree. Like, I guess I hear your concern of just saying, like, you know, what are different ways that you can spend 35 minutes of your life? Oh, there you go. That's what the therapists do. They make you feel like, you know, you're good. Yes, there you go. I I know your little game. Well, Lena, 
you know, after you put it that way, oh. that actually makes sense to me now. And so now I guess I'm on Team Lena and Jess. And thank you for that. So you gave me a different perspective and I, I just need to shut up. And mm-hmm. I think what I'm looking for is I kind of just want to float through life and everything happens for me. And I don't, You don't want to be inconvenienced. Yeah. You don't like being uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. inconveniences have sort of paralyzed certain parts of my life in the past. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't recognize this. See, this was something from my past where every little inconvenience bothered me. Right. And a little of that seeping in right. from another era of me. Look at that, Lena. You just made me realize that. Well, thank you. But it goes to show that you're healing. I'm, healing is a continuation. Yeah. It's not just like you're, because it happened from your past, it's not going to show up in your present or in your future. It's that you recognize that it's showing up and then you're like, oh, hold on a second. I have the tools. I need to apply this so it doesn't continue to show up or get bigger or worse. Yeah, Jabo, it's a great point. I mean, Lena, I'm not trying to take your job because I, you know, I, oh, I don't know. I'm not a therapist. And Lena, Kenny admitted to an addiction that he has. And in a way, convenience is an addiction that so many of us have in this mm-hmm. world. We're addicted Needing to convenience. Yes. Yep. And it's it's mm-hmm. actually hurting us. The sacrifice is necessary. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for sharing that. And Jess, great point. I love you. And I look forward <laughs> to doing life with you on a continued yeah. basis. And TJ, if you think it's so terrible to check your kids in, then take that burden for me and you can check them in. No, I, I'd much rather wait the seven seconds. All right, I'm, I'm glad we talked about this. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. Hey, <laughs> Lena, you're awesome. Thank you for taking the time to be on our show. Always love talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Talk to you soon. There Thank she you, is. Lena. Lena, a licensed counselor from Haven of Light in St. Louis. This is The TJ Show. Wow, look at this. We were just talking about this story earlier in the week. I noticed after the big football weekend, there were all these memes that were popping up with AI-generated images of Taylor Swift. And one example was, it was Taylor making out with the coach of the Chiefs. My thought on it at that time was, what the heck does Taylor think about these images Mm -hmm. circulating? Well, since then, the images have gotten even more explicit. And yeah. apparently yesterday, there were a bunch of explicit AI-generated images of Taylor Swift that were circulating around social media. Some sources, according to this article, are saying that there's possible legal action weighing against the site responsible for generating the photos. And this is an insane time where you can click a button, describe what you want an AI software to spit out, and it spits out this image that looks like what you're asking for. I mean, it's yeah. really yeah. bizarre. If she is indeed taking legal action, I mean, I I believe it's totally warranted. Yeah, I said good for her. Do it. I mean, think about it. Put yourself in her shoes. Absolutely. People are like, oh, she's a celebrity. She should be used to stuff like no, this. And it's no. like, no. If it was anyone, you would be totally upset. I would be upset. I would take legal action. Well, Jabo, you're also bringing up a great point. We've seen stories like this outside of celebrity circles where there are students in schools yes. who are dealing with the same thing. Imagine going through this in high school yes. where images of you that are AI generated are going around in explicit ways. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just wrong for every reason. And what's so wild about this time of technology that we're in is that everything is moving so much faster than the legal system can move. And we're seeing it in so many avenues, especially in entertainment, but also just in the world. So I'm glad that this is coming up. And 
it, it sometimes it's not easy to find issues that Republicans and Democrats agree on. This is one of them. Yep, you know, we're seeing there are representatives from both sides of the political spaces who are saying, no, 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 we've got to get this bill in order and we've got to move on it fast. So I'm glad that uh, Taylor's taken a stand on this and these articles are saying that. The crude images were traced back to an account. Um, I think it originated on X. By the way, in their help center, outlines policies against synthetic and manipulated media. They prohibit deep fakes that are explicit from being posted on the site. So they did remove it. Some are saying they didn't move fast enough. Mm. The images were viewed more than 45 million times in the span that they were up there. 24,000 times they were reposted. Hundreds of thousands of likes. That makes me sick. I'm sorry. It makes me sick to my stomach. Totally. Completely out of line. And so I'm glad that this is getting massive headlines because it does affect celebrities and celebrities have dealt with some version of this for a number of years. I mean, think back to when the internet first started and there were graphic artists who were creating these explicit images. It's uh, it was wrong then and it's wrong now. It's so much more accessible to so many more people now. Yes. When you think about how it can impact even our local communities and the examples of the schools, I don't know what a kid, like, I can't imagine myself going through that. Like, I, especially where I was in high school, thinking about images going around and people making fun of me. It's it's really a horrifying thought. You already have a hard time. At least I remember having a hard time accepting myself the way I looked. So to then have some altered images of me come out, that was, it's a blow to, to your self-esteem. It's a blow to your mental state. Yeah. I mean, whether it's a celebrity or a teenager or a grown adult who's working as an accountant somewhere for a business, it yeah. affects you. Absolutely, Jabo. And so I guess all that we can do personally is when we see people trying to fight against this kind of AI software that we join in and we support it and we share these stories and we share this information with our local communities. And, and that's what we can do at this moment. So we'll keep doing it. And we yeah. thank you for turning on the TJ Show today. I hate to have to do this today, but I do have to admit that I was wrong in something that I said yesterday, (laughs) and I've paid a price for it, both personally and perhaps professionally. I don't know how you're going to take this, but yesterday I made a proclamation on the radio that my wife cooked dinner, and it was a wonderful, let me say again, a wonderful dinner with- One more time for good measure. Wonderful meat (laughs) sauce. A turkey meat sauce, my favorite kind of meat. And I said uh, I made it way better by putting a few droplets of producer Heather's gift from earlier in the week. She came back from New Orleans and Mm -hmm. she brought me what's called a blowtorch hot sauce. It's very hot. And I put a couple drops in that wonderful sauce that my wife made. That's right. And if you missed it, this is what I said yesterday, right here on the radio. And my wife made this beautiful Italian dinner with nice pasta sauce, and I took your sauce, and I poured it into her sauce. Your wife must have been offended. Unwarranted offense. She looked at me and said, are you kidding me? And I will tell you, you made dinner so much better last night, Heather. You're welcome. Tell tell Jess I said, you're welcome. (laughs) So that was <laughs> the evidence right there, right? I already knew. It's okay to have an opinion mm-hmm. about the hot sauce, right? And you can like spice or not like spice, but 
to give Heather the credit for the dinner oh. that my wife worked on. I think that was what made her send me a voicemail during the radio show yesterday. And I do have that voicemail. I don't know. Uh, oh, please play it. I, I want, want to hear it I would so like bad. to give her a voice and a say. And uh, I think we're working through this together at home. This was from my wife, Jess, after she heard what you just heard on the radio. Hey, TJ. I was just listening to the radio. I don't know why she has to listen. Like, I didn't, she doesn't, it doesn't make me feel better if she's listening. She's a very supportive wife. I didn't expect that. You know what? I, I heard you talking about how good. (laughs) She's thinking it through. She's speaking. (laughs) Dinner was last night, not because of the... 45 minutes I put into it. It was like 37. Come on. I mean, it's, it TJ, makes a difference. It does. Don't... You already put your foot in your mouth I know. yesterday. You can't round up with this. But because of the, what was it, 2.5 seconds you put into it via producer Heather's really thoughtful gift of hot sauce. No, that is an endorsement for hot sauce. Two and a half seconds, and all of a sudden it's next level. But, you know, I'm not going to, this Bro, is not the time for that. Adding it to my red sauce that I made for dinner. So it just got me thinking you are so creative and you're so able. You're so able that I shouldn't hog all the dinners. No, and come on. Let's start putting you on the rotation. No. Okay. And so let's start having you make dinner once a week. Uh-huh. Now you don't like spice. Because obviously you know how to make dinner really good one night a week. Which night's yours? And I'll, I will happily mm. give it to you. All right. Love you. So I'm here to announce I love my wife's dinners. Every one of them. Just the way she makes oh, them. Oh no. And I am going to never even in secret I'm just going to eat it the way it is. So is Wednesday night your night now? I have not picked a night. You're I think eggs. What I'm doing is apologizing, Jabo. I'm taking back what I said. Mm-mm. It was uh, it was just a different kind of meal. I'm not saying it was better. Or it was just wonderful the way it started, and I'm thankful for you, my wife Jessica. Thank you for giving me this time to clarify what happened yesterday. So we're having our TJ show holiday party tonight. Mad late. Now <laughs> you may be wondering, the end of January, really? And I made this decision on everyone's behalf. The holidays are just way too busy. Mm -hmm. And let me ask you all a question, a poll, for real. Are you happier that I waited to throw the party uh, until now? Or would you have rather had it in the mess of all the other holiday stuff that was going on a month ago? I like organized chaos, so I would have liked it a month ago. Really? Okay, well, that's fine. I feel like there aren't enough parties during the year. I mean, it would have been nice to have it during the holiday season, but I might not have been able to attend because I was so busy with other things. So exactly, I'm, I'm all for it. Well, since when do you get to like party in January? Usually, everyone's like, "Oh, try January." Well, what? I never heard of such. Oh, a you thing. never heard of that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not for Kenny, at least. So what's so cool is, I mean, we love having you guys over for dinner for all kinds of reasons. It doesn't have to be a party for a holiday or anything. But usually, Jabo's husband, Archie, can't make it because he's active in the U.S. military and he lives hours and hours away from you. Yeah. But he happens to be in town this weekend for a very special reason. Yeah, it's our six-year wedding anniversary. Whoa. All right, let's take a moment to say congratulations, Jabo. One, two, three. Congratulations, Jabo. Gracias. That's pretty cool. I mean, anytime you can last that long... (laughs) That's, yeah, six years is good. I that's love that. impressive. That's a great stat. Yeah, it'll be longer for sure, I hope. <laughs> that's the goal, right? <laughs> yeah, no, this is just the beginning. It's, it's the tip right. of the iceberg, Jabo. Well, you interviewed your husband, Archie, who's home, and here's what he had to say. Hey, babe. Hi, love. So TJ invited us to his house for a show dinner. Well, what are you looking forward to the most? 
Yeah, it's my first dinner with the whole show, but I've experienced Jess cooking before, and if that's a thing, she can cook. She's great in the kitchen, so. Okay, so it doesn't matter. He's just happy yeah. to just cooking there. <laughs> exactly. How do you feel that we're going to be spending our anniversary eve with my coworkers, though? I don't have an issue with it. Oh, yeah. Why? You have an issue with that, J-Bo? Uh, a little bit, yeah. You're kidding me. <laughs> I said I was going. Well, now, we feel, now I feel so uncomfortable. If I didn't want to go, I would have just said I'm, I don't want to go. Okay, at least you have, you have your boundaries. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think the anniversary itself is a special date, but I don't put much stock into the anniversary eve. It's not like Christmas Eve or the other eves that are on the calendar. Like, literally, we were preparing the night before to get married. That's a pretty big deal. That was like the last night that you and I were single, that we were on our own, doing our own thing, spending our money however we wanted to without somebody telling you, don't buy that. Like, yes, that was the end of our singleness. So what did you do in the past? I've only been married once. That was to you. No, no. He's talking about you guys. Your past, what, five (laughs) anniversary eves? Yep. Anniversary eves. What did we do that was so impactful that reminded you of the end of your singleness? When you're home, you make me so happy. You release so much stress from my life. What? And I think you're the best. What? Okay, I think we have a victor here. I just don't have an answer for you because I, I don't remember what we did. You can't just change the subject like my wife does. That's a terrible technique. You got to answer the question. For the other other five anniversary eves. I am okay as long as we're together. All right. Love you. Love you too. Oh, it's going to be so wonderful to celebrate you guys. Yeah, he's along. looking forward to hanging out with you guys. Yeah. I Me mean, not so much, but you know, I'll make it do. I'm kidding. I'm excited, DJ's <laughs> Shabo. I'm joking, man. I'm yeah. excited. Is so awkward now? No, I'm just excited <laughs> to uh, have everyone over, and it's going to be fun, and I think this is going to start a trend. There are going to be many people who hear this and go, yeah, you know what? Why are we attending 50 holiday parties in the December month when we can move some of those here? Yeah. And then maybe we'll get really wild and move some to February and then March, Whoa! and we'll just be partying all year Party long. Party animals. Yay for parties. This is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what's happening on the planet today? The Food and Drug Ministry in South Korea is issuing a health warning. I'm sure they never imagined they'd have to before. They're urging people not to eat fried toothpicks. Apparently, eating fried toothpicks has become a viral trend Get in South here. Korea. You're yeah. kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Thousands of likes and shares on TikTok and Instagram. The toothpicks, which are usually made from sweet potato starch or cornstarch, are deep fried and seasoned. They generally add some green food coloring, and they resemble curly fries when served. One TikTok user said, it's very crispy. Uh, oh, so f- wait, I feel nauseous. They're made from sweet potatoes, are you saying? Yeah, the the... Toothpicks themselves are made from the starch derived from either sweet potato or corn. Oh, Oh, I hear you. So it's not wood. No, they're not wooden. Oh. But still, the Food and Drug Ministry is telling the public that their safety as food has not been verified. So I know we want to follow this trend, but we're not exactly sure if it's safe to do. I don't want to follow this trend. Well, I'm, you know. No, I'm good on that. Yeah. Thank you for the warning. We don't want that to start here, right? (laughs) No. Yeah, that's, leave it to the internet to just mess everything up. Yeah. Like, remember the laundry pod craze? Mm-hmm. I was like, come on. <laughs> there there yeah, are some stories that are floating around uh, on a very serious note that are starting to ban social media if you're under a certain age. And mm-hmm. that is a great idea. 
I mean, it's been a little too long, but let's get moving on that. Uh, yeah. We're going to get into that a little bit deeper on the show later on today. But I am just like, finally, some people are saying, yeah, this is dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this stuff catches on, to be honest. It's follow the crowd, you know? You want to be in the in crowd. Fitting in is, you know, a motivating factor in a lot of human I lives. I don't understand it. Kenny, what else? There's a new study from the Pew Research Center that looked into young adults and their financial independence. It found some interesting statistics, like this one. Nearly 60% of parents provided financial assistance to their adult children in the past year. Mm. I guess once you get to this age, like 18 to 34, only 45% say they're financially independent. And one University of Pittsburgh economics professor found that 14% of adults receive a money transfer from their parents at least once a year. So wow. parents are supporting their kids in some way, shape, or form well into adulthood. And it's not like a gift. It's like the money transfer is their parents helping them out. Yeah, so exactly. That's what it's referring Sounds to. Sounds like a gift to me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's a gift, but yeah, like it, it's not like, you know. I meant gift like a Christmas gift, yeah, a birthday exactly, gift, stuff like exactly. that. It's a hose. Just, <laughs> just Filling it up. That's great. I got to call my parents. I didn't know that. <laughs> Let them know. This is the trend, guys. <laughs> Get on Help with a brother it. out. Kenny. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I hope I could do that for my kids. Yeah. My wife, Jess, and I talk about that all the time. And uh, we, we spoke with our, our friend Edgar on the radio the other day. Right. We were talking about leaving our kids a financial legacy, but how much more important it is to leave them a legacy of love. Yes. Sure. Right? Because they know how, they're going to make their own money. That's right. We want to love them first, mm-hmm. then think about the financial independence. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's what I've decided. And it sounds good to them when they're like, why is my bank account empty? Well, I loved you. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least both and not just finance more than love. Right, exactly. That's a much better way to put it. Yes. Get a job down the street. (laughs) Kenny, what else do you have? There's some new Apple iOS beta software that has dropped. The 17.4 beta dropped with 118 new emojis, according to an Emojipedia blog post. Telling you, I mean, can we throw a conspiracy theory out there that might sound wild right now, but it might come true in a hundred years? Go for it. They're bringing hieroglyphics back. <laughs> they they <laughs> want us to forget words. They don't want Stop. us to know how to communicate. They want us to be dependent on them to communicate. Yeah, TJ, I sent you a, a picture to your phone over there. There's uh, a two head shaking emoji that will signify yes or no. It so the that one looks pretty cool. Emoji shakes up or down. Yeah. There's a fiery phoenix emoji, a lime slice. What is a fiery phoenix like going to be used for? You're rising from the ashes. Like, you're a phoenix. You're on fire. You're fierce. It's like a huge dragon that's on fire. It's amazing. It's, bir- it's like a bird. It's like a mythical bird. Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess I'll have to figure out how to use that one. Yeah. I told you, for fierceness. Okay. You've, oh. Have you heard the expression of phoenix rising from the ashes? Well, sure, but do I need that in an emoji? Yes. Well, yeah, if you like overcome yes, some you challenge, do. then you're a phoenix rising from the ashes. What does that happen? Like once or twice in someone's life? <laughs> like, when, That's when not you, true. When are you going to use that? I don't know. Well, the you way def- life be life and that happens almost every day. <laughs> well, that's true. With the way things are going now, you, maybe you need that more than often. <laughs> There's a mushroom emoji. I know that you're a, a big mushroom collector out in the forest with no, your foraging. I did it one time, and they were not those kinds of mushrooms. They were lion's mane, very safe. Yeah, I wasn't implying that those kinds of mushrooms and then a broken chain emoji as well as several other emojis like different family emojis and figures moving in different directions 108 in 18 in total cool can't wait for that yeah start using them what annoys me about these emoji updates is i i try to find one that i know of and then i have to skim through about a thousand yes like what is this it's the weirdest stuff on there sometimes i'll type in the word like 
fox and just because I want the emoji to pop up. And when it doesn't, I'm so annoyed because I have to go look for it. Yeah, I use the fox one all the time. Yeah. I love that fox. It's very cute. They very, did a good job cute. with that emoji. Yeah, I agree. Kenny, what else do you have? It's been a difficult few weeks for the news industry and the media industry as a whole. You said few weeks or did you mean few years? <laughs> well, actually, you have a point there, TJ. Um, but yeah, particularly this past week has been pretty wild. What's going on? Paramount Global announced yesterday that it would be laying off an unspecified amount of its employees. Business Insider said that it would be laying off 8% of its employees. We saw journalists at the New York Daily News and Forbes magazine walking off the job yesterday Hmm. during contentious contract negotiations with management, and that's just the start of it. Why so many layoffs? Yeah, why is a a great question, but apparently these media outlets are struggling financially. There's more to the layoffs and strikes. Uh, Condé Nast, 400 union employees there. That's a company that owns publications like Allure, Architectural Digest. Uh, They walked off the job to protest a potential cut in staff. The LA Times laid off more than 100 people. I can go on and on. But why, according to experts, media companies once focused their energies on optimizing content for social media and search engines like Google, but these channels aren't proving to be fruitful. And advertisers also started to get criticized for their ads popping up next to unpleasant news coverage. Mm. So many advertisers stopped buying ads and news media altogether. Well, you could look at this story and speculate. How much trust does the news media have from the general public at this point? They've breached trust time and time again. Or maybe they've gotten a story wrong. And there's so much news Like, how do you compete in that space? And then from the advertiser perspective, how in the world, you're seeing like one news person saying something off the rails. And then all of a sudden, the people who are reporting the news fair and square, they wind up getting lumped in with those people. It's a Mm -hmm. mess. And something I've noticed, and I'm not saying it's right, but a lot of the media comes from social, and then the news is reporting on what's being found on social, if that makes sense. It's, a, it's as if social media has become the news, and then the media reports the news that's been reported on social. Then there's a whole other layer. You've got these, I guess you can call them vigilante journalists, yeah. who are taking what some of the big news organizations are reporting on as if it's just flat-out fact. And they're going, well, look at this side of the story. Some big stories yes. sure. that got national attention and, and changed a lot. And then yeah. you look at more facts and you're like, uh, oh, going on here? why yeah. did they leave that out? Yeah. You know, so it's a weird time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it even goes back to last year. 2023 saw the most media job cuts in the last 20 years, according to sources. Kenny, what else do you have? Well, on the other end of the spectrum, the U.S. GDP grew by 3.3% in the fourth quarter of last year. This far exceeded Wall Street's expectations of 2% growth. Well, that's good news, right? Yeah, it is. Well, there you go. I think everything's fine now. (laughs) I think. I'm sure there's more to it, but yeah. Well, they say the growth was driven by strong consumer spending, made possible by rising wages and a sturdy job market, even as the country dealt with inflation. And they're saying that even inflation has decreased. Well, it increased by 2.7%, but that's down from a 5.9% increase the year prior. So Hmm. things seem to be turning around a little bit for the economy. Look at that, Kenny. That's good. Let's all watch it with high hopes. Yes. Kenny, what else? Yesterday, we were talking a little bit about the future of Bill Belichick as a coach in the NFL. 
Well, the Atlanta Falcons were the only team to interview the former Patriots head coach. It appears they're going a different direction. The Falcons have hired now former L.A. Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris to be their head coach next season. So why do they think that Bill's not going to go somewhere else? Well, there's only now two teams with head coaching vacancies, the Washington Commanders and the Seattle Seahawks. And according to league insiders, Belichick going to either team is a long shot. Is there a theory why they wouldn't want him? I mean, he's the winningest coach in history, right? In playoff history, he's like 17 games off of the all-time record for most regular season wins as an NFL head coach. I wonder if maybe he's asking for a lot. You know, sometimes when you do, a, you win a lot, you do very well. Maybe they just don't want to pay that. Well, my guess would be if you're Bill, you want to run everything and what you say goes. And yeah. maybe some organizations don't want to accept that. Yeah. Uh, TJ, I think you're on the money. That's the key speculation here is that Bill Belichick will be 72 years old at the start of the next NFL season. And he also is someone who wants to control everything when it comes to football operations in the organization. With the Pats, he was the head coach and the general manager, which is a very rare thing to occur. So for any team to take on Bill Belichick, it pretty much means restructuring your whole entire organization, and teams don't appear to be so open to doing that. So maybe it's consulting with Bill. Maybe he becomes a consultant, and he says, here's what you can do better. And that's got to have some value, right? Or at least having his perspective on it. But is that what Bill Belichick wants? I don't know. you got to ask Bill. I think Bill Belichick wants to be head coach and get those 17 more wins to become officially the all-time winningest coach in the league. Bill's a very talkative guy. Why don't you ask him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 